Wow, can you believe this weather? I know it's so cliche to talk about, but I just can't get over it. Well, that makes two of us. I'm sure the kids are loving it too. Oh, absolutely. I think it's giving them even more energy, running all around the place. I can't even remember ever having that much energy. Don't they crash after recess? When I was a kid, it was a monumental task to stay awake, especially after running around. Oh yeah? And what was it like back then, living among the dinosaurs? <laughs> Easy now, I'm not that old. And it's not like you're that far behind me either. Do kids still play tetherball, tag, that sort of thing? Are you sure you're not prehistoric? Yes, Liam, they still play the usual games. Although, lately, they've started playing a game they're calling Jack the Ripper, believe it or not. Good grief. Please tell me you're not teaching a bunch of prepubescent serial killers. It's basically just freeze tag. Only, they have to tag the other person in the neck for it to count. It's more than a little dark for my liking, so I don't allow it when I'm on recess duty. I suppose it's just their way of processing everything that's happened recently. Maybe. I'm torn. I want them to know how serious things are, but at the same time, they're still children. I don't want to compromise their innocence. There's no unknowing something like that. I'm willing to bet they're using the game to make light of something terrible, because that's the only way they can process it. Anyway, let's change the subject. Too much work talk. I agree. What should we talk about? Gosh, I don't really know. How about what it's like for you in the Stone Age? What? Hey now. Fine. Bronze Age. I have to give it to you, you know. You look great for being a few centuries old. You're only seven years younger than me, you know. <laughs> True, but seven in woman years is like a millennium in man years. You're lucky I've got such a great sense of humor about all of your old man jokes. A lesser man might not take them so well. Ah, yes, of course. Here I was, not feeling lucky to be dating you. How dare I? Oh boy. I'm not gonna win this, am I? Nope. Quit while you're ahead, sweetheart. Mwah. Mwah. Episode 5, Darkness, was written by Ian McGowan and voiced by Adam Bauer, Brittany Burke, S. Michael Clericus, Becky Coleman, Dave Goddard, Katie Higgins, Ian McGowan, Alexa Moore, Emily Roddenbeck, Jen Weinman, Daniel Williams, and Liz Zirkel. All music by Ian McGowan. Jane the Ripper is brought to you by Calamity Cast, produced by Ian McGowan and Daniel Williams, and co-created by Brittany Burke and Ian McGowan. And now, Jane the Ripper, Episode 5, Darkness. So, how was the weekend getaway with wonderful Wendy? Really great, thanks. Definitely needed to recharge. And the bed and breakfast was actually better than the photos. How was yours? Nice and quiet. The change of pace that I definitely needed. Mike even took pity on me and handled the housework, being the saint he is. Working this case has been... Intense. Yeah, I get it. Something felt off with the way Claire responded to the question about whether her attacker had any distinguishing characteristics or not. Yeah, if she could vividly remember how pale the guy was, I'd guess any markings would have been pretty noticeable to her. But why not tell us? Grant, Morris, how's it going with the copycat case? Morning, sir. Uh, we're making some progress. Claire was finally able to give us her statement. Excellent work. 
Anything in it we can use? She gave us a basic description of her assailant, but it felt like she was holding something back. We're going to follow up. Hopefully it's nothing. Stress, post-trauma, maybe. Hmm. Worth confirming. The longer this goes on unsolved, the more fear seeps into the public's mind. Keep working on it. Let's see if we can't wrap this up soon. Claire stands over the stove, occasionally stirring pasta and checking on the chicken and veggies in the skillet. All right, food is almost ready, it looks like. Coming! Claire peers through the hole in the door to see Abby, staring at her phone. Hey, Abby, come in. Dinner's almost ready. Perfect, because I am starving. Here you go. Dig in. Yum, you're the best. So? So? You look like you're doing better. Yeah, yeah, I am. I don't know. I finally got a good night's sleep, I guess. I can't function without my sleep. I mean, no, not that I've been in, through anything similar, obviously. Um, You know, it's just that... Relax, Abby. I know what you meant. Thank you for saving me from making an ass of myself. Are you sure it's just a good night's sleep, though? You seem different. In a good way. More confident or something. Well, I just decided enough is enough. I'm tired of feeling scared. I need to take back control, you know? That's an impressive turnaround, sis. I'm really proud of you. I'm, I'm not sure that I could do it. I'm going after him, Abby. Him? Him who? The man that attacked you? Claire, don't be an idiot. It's the only way I'll stay sane. I have to do something for myself, Abby. I can't just sit around waiting for the police to never find him. That's exactly what you should be doing. Claire, this isn't like you. You've already told them everything you remember. This isn't the movies. Leave the investigating to the police. It's literally their job. They have more resources and experience and- Which hasn't turned up a goddamn thing. Yet, Claire, yet. Look, I can't pretend to know what you're going through, but conducting your own investigation isn't the way to move forward. You're just gonna put yourself in danger. I really need your support here, Abby. I'm here for you. I just don't think this is the right way to go about it. (sighs) Mom and Dad said the same thing. Of course they did. They're Mom and Dad. Let's just finish dinner and watch some trashy, mindless TV. It sounds like your brain has been working overtime. I guess you're right, but... Thank you. Now, what's for dessert? Oh, hey, Claire. How's it going? Gotta say, I'm a little surprised to see you after what went down between you and Richard. Oh, right. That. Well, water under the bridge, I guess. That was more like Whitewater Rapids destroying a bridge. Have you talked to him since? No, but I'm sure I'd know if I was fired. Something tells me he'd relish it. You got that right. I'm glad you stood up to him, though. He was way out of line. Not that you don't already know that. Thanks. I appreciate that, Sam. I better get to my office, though. Have a ton of claims to get to. I'll see ya. Come in. Good morning, Miss Davis. Good morning, Mr. Smalling. Is it? I'm sorry? Well, after your outburst the last time we spoke, I just thought I should check. Ah, right. About that. Look, Mr. Smalling. Please. Call me Richard. You're lucky I didn't report your horrifically callous comments to HR. I bet I would have had a more appropriate interaction with a four-year-old. Excuse me? Don't you have to go through some kind of sensitivity training as a supervisor? I mean, it's basic human interaction 101. I beg your pardon. 
Beg all you want, Dick. You're not getting any pardon from me. Now, if you'll excuse me, these claims aren't going to approve themselves. I just... If I wanted to get a Clotta tattoo, where would I go? Mel! Over Wendy here. waves Mel over to her spot at the bar and has a glass of wine waiting for her as she sets her purse and coat on the chair. Hey, how was your day? Oh, lovely. I have to warn you though, I only have time for one. My parents are in town and taking me to dinner. Oh, sure, of course. I just appreciate you meeting me. I've really been struggling with how to talk about these murders with my children. Oh God, it's all so tragic, isn't it? How are your kids handling it? So far, so good. There's the occasional insensitive comment, sure, but no one is acting out or anything like that. All pretty standard reactions, I think. Today, one of mine asked me if this could happen to their mom. What do you even say to that? I mean, I recovered and told them that the chances of that are extremely rare, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not sure I believe my own words. You can't think like that, Wendy. The police are on it, and I'm sure they're working around the clock. Your sensitivity is one of your strengths that makes you a great teacher. You're doing fine, and I'm sure the kids are handling everything as best they can. They know they can talk to you if they're worried. And you know you can talk to Liam or me or your parents or a whole slew of other people. You're right, Mel. You're always right. Well, I don't know about always right, but on average, yeah. <laughs> so, how was the weekend getaway with lovely Liam? <laughs> He's not normally one to spend a ton of time outside the city, but he was definitely able to relax a bit. Well, I'm sure you helped take his mind off things. <laughs> Melanie! <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh my gosh, your face is as red as a tomato. You might as well have yelled it through a megaphone. I blame the wine? Sure, blame the wine. <laughs> we really had a great time, though. I don't know. Everything with him... It just feels right. I can't really picture my life without him. Oh, that's so sweet. Be still my beating heart. <laughs> it's Liam. Well, someone's ears must be burning. Uh-oh. Now who are you talking to about me? Just Mel, don't worry. Hi, lovely Liam. Shush. Lovely Liam. She's not wrong, you know. <laughs> anyway, what's up? Holly and Mike invited us out to dinner and drinks tomorrow night. I wasn't sure if you had anything going on. Ah, oh, that's sweet of them. Sure, that sounds nice. Perfect. I'll let her know. See you later. Of course, sweetheart. Bye. What was that all about? Liam's partner and her boyfriend invited us out to dinner and drinks tomorrow night. Oh, fun. I haven't been on a double date in ages. I'm surprised he didn't want to make an excuse not to go. Normally, he'd try to wiggle his way out of it. Well, what do you know? Guess you two are getting pretty close. But as much as I'd love to hang around and tease you, I have to get going. I don't get many free dinners these days, so I have to capitalize. I'll see you tomorrow. I should get going, too. Tell your folks I say hey. Will do. Bye. Will Jack, the gym-loving male nurse hottie, manage to win the heart of the spunky blue-haired web designer Maggie? Join us every other week to discover if this unlikely pair will have their happily ever after or fizzle out in the end. Love and Lust Season 1 is available for your listening enjoyment now at CalamityCast.com or anywhere you find podcasts. Hey there, what can I do for you? Hi, um, I was looking for someone that does smaller, intricate pieces 
finger tattoos, stuff like that. Gotcha. We don't typically do things like that here. Well, I don't. I know money is money, but those just aren't worth it for me. You might try the pink pony, or why not tattoo though? Funny actually, you're the second person that's asked about something like that recently. Some cop was in here asking about the same thing. Thanks for your help. Why didn't Holly and that other detective ask me about the ring tattoo if they already knew about it though? Ugh, it's like they aren't even trying to solve my case. Claire moves down the list, heading over to the pink pony. Unfortunately, it's another dead end. Frustrated, she moves on to Why Not Tattoo. As she walks in, she immediately gets the feeling that she's in the right place. There are Celtic pieces all over the walls, complementing the other medieval-style artwork. Welcome to Why Not Tattoo. Do you, uh, have an appointment? If not, it's gonna be quite a wait. I'm actually just trying to track someone down. White male, ring tattoo on his finger. <laughs> Don't you cops talk to each other? Excuse me? Oh, right. Uh, um, well, you know, different precincts and all that. Sometimes communication isn't always the best. Hate to bother you for the same information, but it'd be really helpful. Yeah, sure. Kid's name was Robbie Banks. Paid with a stolen credit card. I thought you guys arrested him for those robberies. What'd he do this time? Afraid I can't comment. Uh, ongoing investigation and all that. Thanks for your help. Hey, don't you want to leave a card or something? Huh, guess not. Robbie Banks. You're gonna pay for what you did to me. Hi, Holly. Sorry we're late. Wendy, this is my partner Holly and her boyfriend Michael. Pleased to meet you both. Likewise. Lovely to meet you, Wendy. You know, you're the first woman Liam has brought around in quite a while. You must be very special. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Things are starting to really ramp up with tax season around the corner, you know? Nice to see you're doing well for yourself, eh? Wink. Wow, you too. Already teaming up against me. Good evening. Oh, thank God. Can I start the table off with something to drink? Should we get a bottle of red wine to split? That sounds lovely. A bottle of house red, please. Very good. So Wendy, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a local girl. My parents grew up outside the city, but we were raised here. Lived here all my life, actually. And uh, what, what do you do? I'm an elementary school teacher, second and third grade. Yikes, now that is a beat I couldn't do. Too much energy, too many germs, no thank you. So you and Mike will be having kids any day now, I take it. That is my nightmare. A bottle of the house red for the table. Are you ready to order? Chicken Caesar salad, please. Fish and chips for me, thanks. And for you? I'll go with the burger, medium, and sweet potato fries. I'll do the fish and chips as well, actually. Very good. I'll get these in and have the food out for you shortly. Come on, Holly. Is the thought of kids really worse than the stuff you two deal with on a daily basis? Well, maybe not. Yes, 100%. Look, if there was some kind of rent-to-own system, maybe I'd consider it. But you're stuck with them. There's no return policy, and they smell. All I can say is that you're a saint for doing what you do. Here, here. <laughs> well done to you, Liam. Definitely punching above your weight. 
Guess you and Liam have that in common, honey. <laughs> Cheers to that! <laughs> so, wait, how did you two meet? I don't think Liam ever gave me the official account. He just started mentioning this Wendy person like it was no big deal. It's so cheesy. It really is. Well, out with it! Coffee, Coffee shop. shop. She spilled hers all over my shirt. Only because you were standing entirely too close behind me. I was standing a normal distance behind you. You were the one running late. She turned to sprint out of there and bam! Coffee all over my shirt. And hot teacher's phone number. <laughs> Just like that? Not exactly. I felt so horrible after spilling coffee all over his shirt. I offered to pay for the dry cleaning, but I didn't have any cash on me. So I suavely said she could pay me back over drinks. Oh, nicely done. No way. I don't believe it for a second. That's way too smooth for you, Liam. It's true. Actually, I have no idea what happened. I'm pretty sure I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Across the city, Claire is laying in wait outside of Robbie's residence. Clouds have rolled in, blocking out the moon and covering the city in near darkness. The door to Robbie's place opens and someone exits. All right, man. I'll yeah, catch for you sure. Later. We still gonna watch that game tonight? Yeah, man. Just gotta stop home and freshen up. See you there yeah, in like 30? Yeah, sounds good. I've got you, you son of a bitch. Claire sits in the car for a few more minutes, waiting, focused. Jesus, who is calling? Oh, you know what, Steve? You had your chance. You should have been there for me. Then none of this would have happened. Hey, what's the matter, man? You forget something? Not just a sec. All right, man. Hello? Hello, anybody there? Oh, don't tell me some punks are ringing doorbells and... Listen, you little assholes! You better not let me catch you! I'm gonna kill you! I don't think you are, Robbie, but I am. So, how long have you and Mike been together? Just over two years. Quick response. It's not that impressive. Our anniversary was a few weeks ago. Hey now, credit where credit is due. Well done, Mike. In all seriousness, it's been an amazing two years, darling. You're sweet. Wendy, I'm sure you already know this, but it's not all rainbows and unicorns being with someone in law enforcement. And you were doing so well. Oh, you, you know what I mean. Long hours, that sort of thing. The job is hard, is what I'm saying. I certainly couldn't do it. Nice save. Yeah, especially with this copycat case. It's so horrible. <clears throat> Maybe we should, uh... Um... Change the subject, shall we? Something a bit more pleasant and less work-related? Of course. I would like to add, though, that Liam has been good about keeping my worries at bay with all of this. Mwah. It's not bad having your own bodyguard. And for pretty cheap, too. Well, not after that comment. I'm gonna need more wine if that's how it's gonna be tonight. Excuse me, waiter. I think we'll take that third bottle now, thanks. Oh, my head. What? What is this? What the hell, man? 
Are you scared? Lady, I don't know who you are, but you better not be here when I get out of this. That's not gonna happen. The hell is this even about? Don't tell me you've already forgotten. For forgotten about what? Look, I ain't done nothing since I got out. Just talk to my parole officer. Well, I haven't I, forgotten. I don't know you, lady. I, I promise. All right, I, I ain't done nothing to you. Nothing. You ruined my <coughs> life. I, I, I swear. I swear i never seen you before. I swear it. I've thought about this moment a lot. What your face would look like when I confronted you. How it would feel to reclaim my power. To reclaim what you took from me. What the hell night? are you talking about? How close I came to being just another one of your victims. Another all right, look, statistic. look, look, all right? Maybe I've stolen some shit here and there, but, but I never heard anyone outside of the wallet, man. You, you could check my rap sheet. It's all possession, B and E, that kind of shit. Look, you got the wrong guy. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for the tattoo on your finger, you might what, be able this to thing? convince me. Man, I can't, I can't possibly be the only one with this tattoo. That night has been etched. No, burned. You are mind. nuts, lady. I remember everything. Your footsteps behind me, the smell of the rain, your fucking tattoo, the sound of your knife slashing through the air. Jesus Christ! accidental death of their close buddy Eugene, a group of six friends gathers in a backyard fallout bunker for one last D&D game to mourn his loss and celebrate his life. All is going as well as it can until an earth-shaking event pulls the group into a millennia-long war between two interdimensional empires. Follow the trials and tribulations of being in over your head when it comes to interdimensional war, interspecies relations, and the complete destruction of all universes in A Beginner's Guide to Interplanetary Destruction, an award-nominated uh, narrative podcast from the Calamity Cast Network. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and CalamityCast.com. Well, as much as I'd love to stay out, I think I need to get going. I have to preside over morning recess tomorrow, and that means getting up even earlier than normal. Probably not a bad idea to call it quits after almost five bottles of wine between us, eh, Michael? I mean, I'm, I'm fine. No, let's get another, babes. Excuse me, could I get the check, please? All together's fine. Yes, of course. I'll be right back. Hey, big spender. Does that mean you wised up and took the promotion? No, actually, but... But what? You mean you didn't take it? No, it's... it's not the right time. Liam, you're not getting any younger, and you can't exactly count on another chance like this. What's that supposed to mean? Am I just some old, mediocre cop to you? That's not what I... Well, I guess it doesn't matter because I turned it down almost immediately. Liam! That was ages ago! How could you not tell me that? Or me, you idiot! I thought you'd at least have my back, Holly. Not when you're being an idiot, idiot. And that's definitely a sign we're done for the evening. I think we are too. Wait, what? Wendy, come on, don't... Here you are, sir. Here, uh, keep the change. Wendy, wait! Don't think for a second I'm done with you either. 
Wendy. Taxi! Wendy, you don't need to take a taxi. Come on. You lied to me, Liam. And about a stupid promotion? Wendy, look, I was going to tell you sooner, but... That's not good enough, Liam. This is a big deal. Don't you get it? Just the other day, you said it would be a great move for our future. Remember, is our future not as important to you now? Was it ever? Wendy, don't. Come on. Of course it is. What else have you kept from me? What? Nothing. Why? If you can't trust me enough to tell me about turning down a fucking promotion, why should I believe you? Because I love you. Don't you dare! You should stay at your own place tonight. Wendy, come on. Wendy! Wendy! Well, fine! Fuck you two then! The next morning, Liam wakes up and goes through his normal routine, while the painful, unhappy events of last night play through his mind on repeat. You should have told her sooner. She's right. How can you talk about a future together and then go making decisions that affect both of you? Ugh. Right. Keys. Check. Wallet. Check. Phone. Where's my phone? Ah, here we go. Shit. Liam heads down to the precinct. Seven missed calls from the office is never a good sign in his line of work. He shudders at the thought of what he'll be walking into. Hey, Holly. Sorry, I must have put my phone on vibrate sometime last night. What's going on? Not sure. I just got here myself. Something doesn't feel right. Detectives Morris and Grant, my office. Shit. Have a seat. Sir, if this is about progress or lack of progress on the copycat case, I promise we're following all leads. There were two more copycat murders last night. The first victim was Robbie Banks, your stolen jewelry perp. Throat was cut, abdomen ripped open and gutted. He was found by his co-conspirator Michael Wallace when he didn't show up to the bar for a game last night. No signs of forced entry, nothing missing that we can tell so far. Definitely premeditated. I mean, but that doesn't fit the profile. The wounds, maybe, but... But Jack didn't kill men. That we know of, anyway. True. But with the similarities of the wound patterns, we can't discount this being the same killer. They could be escalating, changing the pattern to throw us off. We'll know more when the forensics and the M.E. finish their reports. Robbie was a punk, sure, but... He should have been in prison. He didn't deserve a death sentence. What about the other victim? Our other victim was found by her neighbor this morning. Mid-thirties, dark hair... Same wound pattern as the others, based on the ME's preliminary assessment. Liam, I'm... I'm so sorry. Sorry for what? What are you talking about? Her ID says her name is Wendy Clark. What? Is this some kind of fucking joke? Wendy is fine. We just had dinner last night. I watched her get in a cab, she went home, and I'm sure she's at school now. Call him. Liam. I understand that we haven't been able to move as quickly as you'd like Liam. on this copycat case, but if you think this is some kind of motivational tool, you're fucking kidding Detective me. Detective Morris! I'm not going to pretend to know what you're experiencing right now, Liam, but I'd like you and Detective Grant to give your statements as soon as possible. We need all the information we can get. I don't need to tell you how this is going to go down. 
Given your relationship with Wendy, I'm sure you can understand that I can no longer keep you on this case. What? Bullshit! You were not only romantically involved with her, but you two may have been the last people to see her alive. We need to play this by the book and get you ruled out as a suspect. Oh, fuck you! Liam. I know it's bullshit, Morris, but you know how the things work, how the system works, and I'll remind you that I am your chief, not some goddamn rookie that doesn't know his asshole from his elbow. You know full well why I can't have you working on your girlfriend's murder case. As of now, you are on administrative leave. Sir. I mean it, Liam. Give your statement and go home. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.